This is the Above Average Podcast and you are listening because you want an above average life. Hello guys and welcome back to the Above Average Podcast, the podcast where we talk to above average people about their above average lives. Now you guys are really going to love my guest today. She is an absolute delight uh, and I'm not just saying that based on uh, what she does for a living as well. So she's a full-time entrepreneur, turning what started out as a fun little hobby into a thriving business, as well as featuring on season two of Gordon Ramsay's Future Food Stars. Please welcome Miss Blondie Bakery herself, Amy Dalby. Oh. Dalby to the show. How are you doing, Amy? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? And you had messed up. Your, and you had messed that up it's at fine. the beginning. Everyone yeah. yeah. Does. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So before we get into um, the exciting stuff about Blondie Bakery, mm-hmm. I want to take you back to something that I can relate to as well, and that's working in the service industry. Yeah. So take us back. You started working in the hospitality industry from the age of around sixteen. Yeah, is that it was correct? Like 15, 16. Yeah. Is that where your love of sort of food started, or? Yeah, I think, I think that working in it so much you develop it's either you sort of go one way or another Mm. so you either go i hate people or you sort of like throw yourself into it and be like okay if i'm selling this thing i need to know what it is true yeah but then also like as a waitress you learn very quickly if you keep the back of house plied with coffees (laughs) they'll keep (laughs) you plied with like anything that's overcooked undercooked come back bowls of chips yeah so there was always like a bit of a, like you take an interest, you'd be like, wow, Jordan, that lamb looks delicious. Can I try some? <laughs> Have you been working out today? Yeah, like, oh, Jordan, God, you, as a chef, you're just absolutely fantastic. In there. The way you handle that knife. Yeah, yeah oh, <laughs> chop them shallots. Like that yeah, type yeah. of stuff. So then you, um, yeah, you keep them sweet, they keep you fed. Yeah, nice. Was there, was there a time when you really had like a, because no one, no one cares about the good shifts at work, right? Everyone cares about the the ones that went to hell. Is there any shift that really sticks out as one that was like, you know, maybe it's in your early days, or maybe it's even later in the restaurant in the restaurant years that really sticks out as the shift from hell? The shift. Oh, the, the, do you know what? There was a few. I think Christmas, like oh, yeah, Christmas. It's a terrible time. Oh my god! Because what you get is Christmas parties, mm-hmm. and no one knows what they've ordered because they ordered in June. <laughs> so yeah. then you're coming no. out. Like I, I literally got to the point with when you've got. 16 businessmen that have all ordered a steak and you get to the point where someone would go, Amy, you're going to have to run this table. And I'm like, right. I'd walk mm. over with two steaks. I'm like, I've got two medium fillets, guys. Two medium fillets. And someone would be like, a medium rare? And I'm like, it's not what I asked. Yeah, I didn't two say that. Two medium fillets. I'll take a medium. Did you order a medium? Because if you haven't ordered a medium and you've ordered a medium well and you take this medium, this guy that's ordered medium... Like a sane human is going to end up with your medium well. So look at me now, John, and tell me, did you order a medium fillet? No. Right. So don't so fucking stay take there. this one. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like that. So I'd like to stand at the table and be like, only put you... Yeah, I'm like, yeah, medium rare. Because people. the thing is, is that people are daft. They think, you ha- they think they're helping. Yeah, they're not. So they go, rare, fillet rare. Fillet rare, anybody? Oh, yeah, I'll have it. And they think, no... You're not doing me a favour. You're causing me a problem because yeah. you ordered yours well done, June. <laughs> and now... This is so relatable Mark, to me as well. Now Mark's complaining that his fillet's massively overdone, which it is because he ordered a rare, but you've got his rare. You're complaining it's... I'm like, just everyone. Yeah. Listen to me and tell me what you've ordered. And if you need a sheet, who's got a sheet? And there's normally a woman called Jackie that's got a sheet. Mm. That's always good. You know, Jackie. when someone <laughs> someone gets a sheet, like someone like 
one of the like executive assistants comes out and they'll just come up to you and go, I've got a list of names and you're like, I could kiss you right yeah, now. Yeah, it's so they're helpful. Just like, yeah, so they're just telling everyone, being like, Mark, you had sticky toffee. Oh, I thought you had a trifle. Mark, you had sticky toffee. And I'm like, look, it's not me, it's Jackie. Like, yeah, Speak to Jackie. Yeah, yeah speak to the, Jackie, the, Mark, but the, you are getting sticky toffee. The, the worst one I think I ever, I ever had was uh, a party booked in of 40 people. Mm-hmm. Bear in mind, this is like a tiny little... A tiny little restaurant, you know. Um, it was a TGI Fridays I used to work in. No secret. Um, and uh, we had like, a big conservatory and there was 40 people. And they all pre-ordered, right? So obviously we had to space the bookings out because we're like, if we're getting 40 people's food out at yeah. once, it's like, that's going to be a lot. And I remember that we got all the pre-order food, but not pre-order drinks. <gasps> so by the time, I mean, obviously it was given to me because I, I was probably what I'd imagine that you were a bit like you were the go-to the go-to person for a lot yeah. of the, the 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 worst jobs or the ones that could handle it the best. Yeah. You've got them, right? Like she's been arsy. Yeah. Send Amy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So send Adam in, sort of. And uh, the, by the time they got their drinks, some of them had finished their food. Like it was horrendous. I had to ask for help from every... I got like two other servers in, bless them. And it was just like, it was chaos. And I was like, why? But do you know what it is? It's, it's not even like... I don't even take responsibility for that. I'm like, you booked in a party 40 and expected yeah. me to get 40 drinks when your food's already started cooking before they even got in the restaurant. I'm like, well, I can't do that. So. The logistics. Did you um, did you ever have a recurring stress dream? Mine, mine was normally um, waking up at 3 a.m. going, fuck, I forgot table 86 is meal. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> normally what my head was. Literally, sometimes. Yeah, we used to do that. We used to wake, like, yeah, I used to wake up in the middle of the night and go, oh, they want ketchup. Yeah. That's or, the worst, isn't it? See, I had a really specific stress dream that used to recur frequently. And it was about one chef as well, right? He's called Gianni, right? I only worked with him for maybe three months, but he's the like focus of this stress dream because I think he used to stress me out the most. Mm-hmm. Basically, restaurant was full and I was in there, service, just running like piece of piss. All the regular customers in, everyone's lovely chatting. Yeah. And then one of the regular customers, they were called the Norths, right? Put their hand up in my dream and went, do you know where our starters are? And then the table next to them went, I know if you're checking on theirs, will you check on ours? And I'm like, "E God, have you not? Bloody hell, I'm sure I put mm. the check on. Two sets, guys, I'll go check. And I walked to the kitchen and we had like a semi-open pass. And I looked in and I went, Gianni, do you? And the whole kitchen's in darkness. The solid tops are clo- like cold. Mm-hmm. And there's no chefs in there. And then I just turn around and go. And I look at this restaurant full of people. And every single person in the restaurant is just looking at me. And mm. then I wake up in a cold sweat. Daggers. It's... Sa- same dream. It was always the same dream. Always the same chef. Why him? I don't did he, know. Did he do, did do something he wrong? He was like, no. I, don't, I just don't know why <laughs> he's the focus of this dream. But that was it. I used to have that. Yeah. Like, maybe. Yeah. Once every few months. Well, well, one thing I'm I'm surprised that didn't pop up as a reoccurring dream was uh, the one time you ruined someone's proposal. Yeah. So can you tell us so, this story? So, yeah, the crux of the matter is I ruined a proposal, right? Some say ruined. I say added to the story of how she got proposed to. Yeah, she definitely tells and that. And I'm not taking full responsibility for this, right? Because there was a plan. Mm-hmm. We got a plan, which was this guy is going to propose and he wants your help. So we were like, what can we do? 
Mm-hmm. What can we do? And we were like, we could get flowers, we could get this, we could get that. And he was like, oh, I just want it like really low key, da 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 da. And she was like, can you can you write anything on a cake? Can you make a cake? Can you do this? So we yeah. like come up with this little um, cake, and it was on a plate, and it was like, will you marry me? So the plan was obviously I ended up being like, you're serving them, Amy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, right, okay. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> so we saw them come, and we were like, this is table three. This is table three. Oh my god, this is table three. Like, so we were like. Hi guys, you okay? Like, oh, nice. Trying to pretend you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, natural, and we're all going. (laughs) She does not know what's going to happen. So, sat down. Everything was fine. He was like a little bit nervous, but the plan was there. The Mm. cake was made. There was will you marry me on the plate in chocolate. It was set. So they ordered, took the starters. Everything was going fine. Kitchen like, which 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 ones is it? And we're all like, get away from the past. Get away from the past. They're like so, looking around the corner. Yeah, like. literally, like the <laughs> semi-open pass, and they're all like. <laughs> so, took the starters, cleared them, reset them for mains. Like chat, 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 and get you some more drinks, guys. Yeah, no worries. Like popped them on the till. Bell went. Three's mains. Everyone's like, Amy, the mains. It's like right, cool. So I picked them up, and they had we had these um, like fish pies, but they were in like these cast iron, like things and they were really really mm. hot and they were really really heavy they used to put the whole thing in the oven they were on these boards so they were hard anyway so i was like oh, i'll take two because no one wanted to follow me with the second one mm. because they were like two no one wanted to go near the table so i was walking through the restaurant i had these two bubbling fish pies in my hand and as i walked to the table i heard but it just didn't register what i'd heard i heard him say will you make me the happiest man in the world and will you? And before I could stop myself, I just went, fish pie! <laughs> I love it. And I just saw them. And I remember, I know what, they were sat on table three, and she was sat here, and he was sat on the bonquette seat, in, and they both just went. But then, instead of, like, catching myself in it, I just went, the fish pie. Yeah, you're, you're already in it at I this point. I was like, point. I'm in it. Because I knew in my head, I was walking that table to ask who was having the fish pie, mm-hmm. right? Or like to present the fish pie because yeah. we both had it. So I was like, fish pies. And I, I couldn't stop. Like it didn't register going in there for me just like blurting it out. And then I stood there and I looked at them and they didn't say anything to me. And I just went, oh God, were you just proposing? <laughs> and he went, yeah. And I went, oh, have I ruined it? And he went, a little bit, yeah. And I went, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I just walked back to the kitchen. The chef said, what's the matter? What's, is, is it wrong order? Wrong order. And I just like remember putting the stuff on the pass and then just like sitting on the floor. And yeah. everyone just going, what's just happened? And I was like, he's just proposed. And everyone, everyone's the same. There was a yeah. plan. Why do they not want the cake? All this sort of stuff, no. And I went back over afterwards, and I was like, "I am so so sorry." Mm. And then, and then, obviously, when the dessert came out, like I ended up taking the dessert because then no one would touch the table, so I ended up taking the dessert. And like, I went back over, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> there was a plan." Surprise. Like, yeah, I was yeah. like, "Look, it wasn't me being stupid. There was a plan." And then I said to the guy when he went to the toilet, I was like, "It was supposed to happen at dessert." And he was like, I got stressed. And I was like, you got stressed? I feel terrible. And he was like, oh, we've got a story. And uh, yeah. Well, at least, he, at least he handled it a bit better I afterwards. He saw, he saw the, the funny comedy side it, of it. Yeah, but yeah. that initial, 
fish pie will haunt me. Yeah. That, I that one like fish pie since. I was just going to say, have you ever had a fish pie since? And I love fish pie. <laughs> How old were you when you did that? Was that? I was probably like 21, 22. Mm. It was like a few years into it. It's like, should have known better. But it, the, the thing that people don't realize about being a server is you when you pick up those plates out the window and you go onto the table, you're also thinking about the three things that you're going to do afterwards. So it's like for you in that moment with those fish pies, like you said, it didn't register to put it down because you're going, well, this table needs this. I need to get refills for them. Yeah. They need this. Manager shouting or, you know, you've got something. Just There's like six things spinning around your head and people don't see that. And Wait, I, is it spinning plates? Yeah, and I genuinely think everyone should what you can you know what you can tell someone when you when you're like meeting new people you can tell who's worked in a service industry yes. with the public and you can tell who hasn't and the people who haven't need to do a shift they need to do a busy Saturday like a double shift where they barely get any food they barely yeah. slept and then they need to experience the full might of the general public and how like ridiculous they can be I see what they need to do they need to work a Friday night till 11 mm-hmm. go to your friend's 21st drink try and play catch up and then turn up for a breakfast shift on a saturday when yeah. you can't remember driving to work <laughs> we had many instances of of that i think i think every every server is like a little bit of an alcoholic and every member of kitchen staff is either smokes horrendously does drugs mm-hmm. or drinks endless amounts of energy drinks that's oh. kind of that's the two dynamics you've got the alcoholics out front and you've got the smokers and the drug addicts in the back that's genuinely yeah. how most kitchens run that's it front yeah. of house back of house yeah what's the difference yeah. It's, yeah. The, the, well cocaine yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> the front of house are one gateway yeah. drug away from just yeah. pure heroin <laughs> so. we're on wine and secondhand smoke yeah. <laughs> we haven't quite got the needles and yeah. stuff yet. yeah <laughs> one, one thing that i loved about the the mentality that you said is that if 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 there's something that you're going to do, do it well. Mm. You said that to me on the phone. So is that something that you were raised with or like how did that sort of mindset develop? Do you know what? I think I think all the way through school, I was one of those people where I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know. And there was, there was people, like, you know, there was girls that were like, yeah, I want to be a beautician from being in year nine. And I was like, oh, I don't mm. know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do. And I always felt like all I wanted was to be held in like a high regard by peers. Mm, like so respect. I was like, whatever I do. So like, if I was, if I if I like whittled wood in the whittling world, I wanted all the other whittlers to be like, "Fuck, she's good at whittling." And and it's that, and it's sort of. That, so that's why I think that because I never knew really what I wanted to do, I was never like, I want to be a nurse, I want to be a midwife. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it was always a case of, well, whatever I do or I end up doing, you just apply myself. Fair enough. But I think because I was, when I started working, like I had to be a little bit self sufficient, like I had to make money. And I don't know whether I'm part of that last generation that like had to work it wasn't a want mm, yeah it wasn't i want pocket money i want beer money i want wine money i want money to do nice things it was like no 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 i need to pay for a service mm-hmm. <laughs> i need an mot and it was having that and it was that sort of pride in what i was doing was like i can't lose this job so what do you do mm. you do it well 
It's kind of like the mentality now is, well, if you're going to pay his minimum wage, I'm going to put in minimum, minimum wage, effort. Minimum wage, minimum effort. Yeah. yeah. We heard that a lot in the restaurant. It was like people used to say like minimum wage, minimum, minimum, blah, blah, blah. like minimum wage, minimum effort. Yeah. And I just, I had such a, such a, a pride in people as they walked out of the restaurant saying, she's lovely. Mm-hmm. Or asking like, for you when they come back in yeah, next time, yeah. And asking, like, how I was. Like, I went on maternity leave, and like the girls at work used to just be like, "I've answered more questions about your vagina today <laughs> than I care." And it was just constant, like, it, and because because I wear glasses, like, because I am quite sort of chatty, you get to know people. Yeah. But from that, I've like got so much from it so because you it's a great way because i love people Mm -hmm. and i love talking to people and i love like finding a common ground with someone like you could Mm. you could pull up in a lamborghini i don't have a lamborghini but i'm like what's our common ground Mm. turns out we both love the office yeah like (laughs) there's always something yeah there's always something so whether like you said whether you come in and you're a window cleaner, or I interrupt you, and I will always find something. That's like my mission. When I speak to someone, I'm like, mm. what have we got in common? So why do you do that to make them comfortable, to make yourself comfortable? Like, what's the, what's the reason behind that, do you think? Do you know what? I don't, I just, I love people. Like, I'm so interested in people, and I think the more that you speak to people, the more you find out, like, the amount of times I've spoken to somebody, and then it turns out they do this or it's like silly things like i bought a van and it's like someone's like oh my dad owns a a, a van wrapping company do you want it wrapping i'm like Mm. yes ideal that's how i've built the business yeah like i've built the business on favors from people that that don't do it it's like my website i didn't have a website for years but when i decided that i was going to start the business I drew a logo on one of the restaurant napkins mm. and I was like, I want it something like this, right? And I drew it on one of the napkins and one of the girls was like, I think I've got Adobe on my laptop. She was like, do you want me to see if I can do that? Because I said, I don't know how to get it from this napkin to a computer. Yeah. And she was like, let me have a look. So she took the napkin home and then came in the next day and went, is that all right? And I was like, it's perfect. Mm. And that's what, like, I know I'm jumping forward a little bit, but when I was on the show, um, Gordon had critiqued my, like, branding, and he was like, look at you. You're so extrovert. <laughs> like, you're, you're colourful. Yeah. Your logo's boring. Mm. And I was, and part of me was just like, Eat shit, you do, <laughs> I was like, you do not understand. Like, you don't understand what that logo. Yes, it's basic. Yes, it's white. But there is a story behind it. Yeah. Like, I can put that logo. I could put that logo on this jumpsuit and that would jazz it up. But I was like, that logo, that napkin started everything. Yeah. And... I'll never, ever change it. Well, people, people message me all the time, like, do you want to rebrand? Yeah. No. I'm sticking with this. This yeah, is yeah. it. I don't think it's boring. 
Well, it's just a, just a spatula and a whisk in it. But, but it but is copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone listening, yeah, for it's anyone copyrighted. Out there. You, you've got no, you've got you can't. You, there's nothing you can do now. Asbestos, yeah. <laughs> But uh, does Gordon Ramsay have a logo? He must have a logo. Mm. He probably has logos for his like the bread kitchen yeah. and all that stuff. But I yeah. don't recognize any of them. But but no, I just I just was like, it's so much more than 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 what you see. Yeah. I also love that we're just name dropped Gordon rather than Gordon Ramsay. Like we're on first name terms. Oh, what, me and G? Uh, me, top yeah. G. You know what I mean? <laughs> me and G. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. I mean, yeah. So Did you call him that to his face? Were you like, hey, G, what's up, G? Yeah, in my head. And then out, outwardly it came out was, hello, Gordon. Yes. Sorry, Gordon. Yes. Sorry, sir. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yes, chef. Yes, yes, chef. Yes, yeah. yeah. I am an idiot. No. Yeah, this is amazing. We'll definitely, I've, we'll definitely need to get on to him eventually. Um, yeah. And we will. But, um, more about you first so the the first time you make a blondie so walk me through how that began where the sort of idea came from Mm -hmm. to just get all your stuff together get the ingredients and make one like where did that sort of journey begin for you so i had had albi in 2018 and i was so tired like i was so so tired and i needed some sugar like i was (laughs) breastfeeding I, like, I'll be barely slept and he still doesn't now, but I was just exhausted and I was like, do you know what? I used to, I, I loved cooking, I loved baking yeah. and there was one afternoon I just thought, oh, I'm going to make something and I'd seen, I'd seen like a similar type of thing somewhere and then I'd done my recipe and I actually didn't have enough of certain ingredients to put in I didn't put stuff mm. in, I sub stuff. And they came out and I tried one and I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, this is this is unbelievable. I was like, I've never tasted anything like that in my life. So obviously continue to eat like the vast majority of a tray. <laughs> um, and I was going to a baby class on the afternoon. So mm. I was like, oh, I'll take some like for some of the mums. So took some and they were all like, what is it? And I was like, it's a blondie. It's not a brownie. Mm. It's a blondie. Mm. And then they were like, that's amazing. And I'd actually made some the next day as well. Yeah. Because everyone was like, can I, or can we get some? My mum was like, you didn't save me any. You didn't save me any. And I was like, I promise you. So I made another tray. And then like, very quickly, I became very popular at baby groups. People <laughs> would just be like, oh, you're going to baby group on Tuesday? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Like, you fancy bringing some of them blondies? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I can do. And I felt like I was I was making them for people because I, 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 I'm a bit of a feeder, but I was making them for people. And then they were sort of saying like, oh, well, it's so-and-so's first birthday. So like, if I give you a fiver, will that cover the ingredients? And I was like, oh yeah, I'll bring a tray of them. And then was like, this could be something. Mm. But I had like a lot of self-doubt. I was like, I can't do that. Like I'm a waitress. Mm. Waitresses don't start businesses. And I get then, that. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm literally a waitress. I'm a career waitress. Mm. I love it, but I'm a career waitress. So I decided, I was like, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to do the logo. I've come up with a name. I'm going to do the logo. And I'm going to make two more flavours. And then I'm going to post them on Facebook. So did all that. Got oh, did, what, did you make a page for this? Or did so you I just do the personal? I right. made a Facebook page. And then posted the logo. And then posted like the three flavors, which I've got a photo. 
in the bakery now, I've got a photo of my first ever like Facebook post. Nice. They look terrible. They don't look terrible, but like I feel like my product photography is highly elevated. From yeah, them. you've got up a bit of quality. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's it. It's just there. The three flavors. What were the three? It was a white Kinder Bueno, nice. a Nutella, and a Reese's. Ooh, so they were all yes. very nutty, but they're like yeah. my favorite thing ever. Mm. So posted it, and then like sort of sat there going, oh. Auntie Judith liked it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's always a family yeah, member. It's first, always it? yeah. a family member. And then, um, yeah, and then it just sort of, it was started off with a lot of family. And mm-hmm. then people going like, oh, bless her. Go on, we'll have some. Try. And I was like, yeah. oh. And then family would take it to like friends and then their friends. But I could sort of map in my head who it was based on like who they were friends with. So I'd like mm. look at someone. So I'd be like, oh, Jackie, who's that? oh, well, she's friends with so-and-so and so-and-so and I sold them to her. So yeah, that's probably how she knows. Yeah. But then like very quickly, I didn't recognize the names. Mm-hmm. And then that's when like the orders started coming in a little bit more and I got um, like all the insurances to do markets, did like a little pop-up shop. Yeah. What was and it like just, being behind that sort of counter a little pop-up store? It was, it was unbelievable because I was just stood there and I said the same thing my, from my very first market to the very first day of opening the shop and everything thereafter, I was like, my heart's on that counter. Mm. Like every day. But that first time putting them out there and you get, you see people and this is when, when you go to farmer's markets or anything, I'm always so aware. Yeah. You hear, like you hear stuff and people think they're being quiet and they're not. So, like, I remember, I think the first one I did, I didn't want to, I just wanted to sell them. So, I think it was, like, oh, £1.50 each or four for whatever. Yeah. And, like, people have come past and go, one fifty. do you want one? Nah. Nah, I'm all right. And they, like, sort <laughs> that of, must be so annoying. And you go, like, you sort of stood there going. <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah. Well, we, we I was at a, um, uh, you know, the Tynemouth mm. market. So, so. There was a there was a store by someone who was on uh, The Apprentice or something like that, and I just that happened to ridiculously l- rich by Alana. I think so, yeah. And I, I like looked at one and I caught the guy's eye, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna have to buy one now because I feel guilty if I if I just go, looks looks nice that yeah, no worries, an offer, you know what I mean? So I understand that, but what's it like on the other side of that? To when when you hear those comments, are you just like, oh, we like? Did you try and persuade people to buy or? Oh, I am. Um... <laughs> that was a stupid question. Of course, when, you're I, to. when I'm on a market. <laughs> It's like nothing. My mum's like, I, I, she struggles to be on a market with me because she's like, it's a lot of energy. And I'm mm. like, yeah, but there's nothing worse than looking disengaged from your product. Mm-hmm. And that's why I do the markets because I'm like, nobody can sell them like I can sell them. Yeah. And like the girls in the shop are unbelievable. Like they're so good and they love the product. And half the time I'm like, you don't have to have any experience. I'm like, if you like my product, I like you. Like I can teach you everything else, but you can't teach personality and a passion. Yeah. So when, like when we're at the markets, I'm stood up. Like my mum brings a little deck chair, bless her. She brings like a camping chair. (laughs) And I'm like, you stay there. That's fine. Four boxes. Like, you know, she go get the restocks and stuff. Mm. But I'm like, if I'm at a market... For seven hours, I'm standing for seven hours. Yeah. Every single person gets a hello. Every single person gets a smile. I feel like one of those pageant kids. You know, like Vaseline on the teeth where I'm just like... (laughs) 
It's like Uncanny Valley, that, isn't it? Yeah, staring, yeah. yeah. But it's... It is, but you have to because the thing is, it's like, if you want people to spend money, look like you want to be there. Yeah. Well, people buy people as well. Yeah. That's one of the main things, yeah. And so, but you do, you do like hear things like when people walk past or they'll sort of say like, oh, no, I don't fancy them. They don't look. But that to me is like if, if a boyfriend comes and goes, not like, not like I've, I say like a boyfriend, like I've got a million boyfriends. That's not no, what I meant. Occasionally, I meant like, occasionally a couple of your boyfriends yeah, will pass. Yeah, 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 just a few boyfriends come. <laughs> um, but like someone's like boyfriend will go like, oh, I'm going to get one of them. They'll go like, oh, babe, do you want one? And then she's like, no. I'm like, you're like locked on. I'm like, what sort of things do you like? And she then they'll sort of come a bit closer and you see them. They're like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, right, go to chocolate bar. What is it? And they're like, oh, I like Milky Ways. I'm like, right, this one's got this in it. This is this. This is mm. everything's like a take on something. I'm like, what was your favorite dessert at school? Or oh, cornflake tart. That's a cornflake tart blondie. Mm. School dinner cake. That's a school dinner blondie. Like, do you like do you like jam? Yeah, brilliant jammy dodger. I'm like, literally, when people come and yeah. go, I don't fancy one. I'm like. There is a blondie on here for everyone. Yeah. Someone goes, I'm not a sweet person. I go, cool, get a Reese's. Because mm. the peanut butter, it's not as sweet. My dad doesn't like sweet stuff, but he loves them. Yeah, It's like, I'm, I am, it is quite carefully curated when we do a counter as to nut options, no nut options, yeah. sweeter ones, fruitier ones, ones that the kids will like, ones that trigger. So people just go, oh, Biscoff, I know Biscoff. Yeah, it's it's it is carefully curated. It's not just a case of whack a load of things on. Yeah, it's. But it, I make it a mission. Well, the, the best thing about that is you are doing what is key in sales, and that is is finding out what they're actually in the market for. Because most people, when it comes to selling, I'm sure you'll you've seen people do this, is they will try and sell something like a really hard sell to someone mm. that's shown either very little interest. Or is it's completely out of whatever they want? Like, have you seen uh, the Wolf of Wall Street before? Yes. Yes. You know, the sell me this pen yeah. thing. For anyone that hasn't, basically, there's a, a scene where Jordan Belfort goes, "Sell me this pen," and everyone's going, "Oh, it's a fantastic pen. It writes upside down. It defies gravity. All this stuff." Um, and the correct answer is, um, "Are you in the market for a pen?" And if mm-hmm. someone says, "Yeah," then you can ask them, "What kind of pen?" And it leads them to more. Like you were doing, "What flavors do you like?" What does this remind you of? Da, da, da. And it's like, if you don't ask the right questions, you're not going to sell to the right people. Yeah. You've got to find that correct audience, 100%. That's it. It's like my favorite question is, yeah, it's like, what what sort of things do you normally like? Mm. And then they'll say, that, and they'll say it. But a lot of like my flavors, there is like stories and there is like a nostalgia there. Yeah. And I like everything to look like what it tastes like. So yeah. I've got this thing about the top. Like the top of the blondie, I'm like, it has to look like what it tastes like. I realise I'm saying like quite a lot, but That's all right. it's, it is. It's like I need people to look and see, and I rarely, rarely put cards out because it p- prompts people. The look appealing. Mm. Yeah, and I don't I like just that. put a thing out going jammy dodger biscoff blah blah blah. Putting prices up. Yeah, I I never put cards out as to what things are. I'm like. Ask me. Yeah, that's a good idea. It prompts, it prompts conversation. You, yeah, you're walking away with 24 blondies. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> but it is, and it's not like 
it's not calcu- it's not like it sounds a bit like it's not manipulative calculate, yeah. it's not manipulative yeah. it's genuinely it's, it's like sales. I want yeah like I want to find you something that you go oh my god they were amazing yeah. how do I order them or oh she's at this market let's go there it's that's that's what you want yeah but what what's interesting is you did this all from your kitchen with one mixer mm-hmm. which is crazy so how what was your average day like when you were making these when you had your stall when you when you started making them a real thing like what was your how how busy were you in this with this one little mixer of yours? Well, it depends because we've got like the pre-COVID. Yeah, let's let's go pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, it was it was chill and manageable. Mm-hmm. So I'd get up on a morning. Obviously, Albie was how old was he? One, two. I could sort of the best thing about it was all I ever wanted to do was sell four trays a week. Mm-hmm at 12 pound and i could drop a shift at the restaurant yeah i like that thinking yeah yeah. how much do i need to cover this yeah yeah so i was like if i don't work friday nights or i don't work saturday nights what would i have earned and then it meant that i had that time with albie so Mm. i'd be like soft play and if i needed to start baking at 8 p.m i'd start baking at 8 p.m but i had that whole day with him yeah and i put him to bed or i did stuff before he got up or if there was like if we were doing a pop-up shop I would say to my mum, look, would you be all right to have him on Friday while I bake? Yeah. So that was, it was manageable. Mm-hmm. And then it became unmanageable. Yeah, so let's, let's talk about the COVID times because you, uh, I told, I'll, I'll, I'll let you tell. So when COVID started, what sort of happened with your business? So I'd posted that as long as I could get the ingredients, mm-hmm. I was going to continue to bake. And then people started buying but then obviously because everyone was at home on the phones there was like nothing else to do Mm -hmm. and in my like area people were walking for like an hour and a half to get to my house to pick up blondies to walk back because you're allowed one walk a day (laughs) they didn't specify how long that walk could be or where what you got on that walk yeah yeah. or like across you know across thingy lines (laughs) across state lines yeah across state lines um so yes people people were sharing more and which was amazing Mm -hmm. but there was one point where i'd got a message um from a footballer who sort of said to me so it was easter weekend fully booked Mm -hmm. i'd already capped my orders i think i'd gone from 600 followers to like 1800 followers Mm -hmm. just within and then we went into easter so i got this message and it was like hiya um I've seen this thing. I want to do. Well, I want to do this thing. I want to take a hundred pizzas and two hundred blondies or a hundred and fifty something blondies. I want to take them to the local hospital for Easter weekend because it's a four-day bank holiday. Obviously, they're all working. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And he was like, so can I have them for tomorrow? This was like two o'clock in the afternoon. I'd finished <laughs> baking already, and yeah. I was just like, how can I say no? So mm. I worked, I must have done it till about two in the morning. You said it took you Got, about 19 hours to do yeah. all this. So it was like, it was like a 19 hour, like work day in the end, because I'd just finished baking, started doing that, went to bed, got up, boxed everything, did all the other orders as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he came, picked them up. And I was like, oh, finally. Relief. I can yeah. relax. And I was sat in the garden with Albie because obviously the weather was mint. Um, and I started getting messages from like nurses and stuff. Mm. Just being like, oh my God, these are absolutely phenomenal. 
these are incredible. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And part of me was sat there going, I don't know why I'm being thanked because you're literally going and putting your life at risk every day. Yeah. And I'm currently sat in my garden playing with a bubble gun. <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah I'll be with bed. That was just me playing with a bubble gun. Um, so, you said, man, why is there no yeah, bubbles in this? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. I use some fairy liquid. Um, so I started getting these messages and I was like, oh God, that's, I feel really heartwarmed. Mm-hmm. And then later on, on the night, I think the uh, the papers had picked up the story and I was sat having tea and um, like my ex-partner was like, your phone's ringing. I was like, it's not because it had come up on my watch. And he was like, it's ringing. I was like, it's not ringing. This is COVID, living with someone that you're now separated <laughs> with. It's you. not <laughs> ringing. It is. It's not. So, um, so yes, I was like, it's, it's, um, it's not ringing. And I picked it up and I felt like it was just going, bzz, bzz, bzz. Mm. Bzz, bzz, follower, follower, comment, follower. Hi, can I order? Hi, can I order? And I looked, and the the, the page had been tagged, and I'd gone from like eighteen hundred to like six and a half thousand. That's a hell of a jump. And but with that, if you think like proportionately, if you get six and a half thousand followers, if two percent of those people want to order, yeah, that's still a shitload of orders. Yeah, and it wasn't just that; it was like questions it was like what are they yeah how much are they even i've seen them they look nice the, what are they yeah, <laughs> even the even even though there's like a menu a order process on the page and everything like yeah, that. yeah yeah well people Still, people don't want to read yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best one i get is hm question mark i'm like hm 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 how much Really, oh, I was like, "Oh, block!" That's I just thought, if uh, you can't even use, just use real English. Like, it, but that—that's the thing, though. Did, did you even find how much with a question mark is uh, a rude question? Uh, and it's like, "Hi, how are you doing? Hope you well. Yeah. I, how, how much are these? I'm interested. You know, yeah. that would be a bit more than just HM. HM. That's ridiculous. HM. I'd understand that if you were selling like some second-hand pair of sweaty mm. shoes on Facebook Marketplace, but not if you're selling, you know. If I was selling uh, second-hand sweaty shoes on Marketplace, there'd be a hell of a lot more than my blondies. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. A thousand pounds. I've well, worn them in the bakery. T- TV stars, shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Just sweaty Crocs. Nice. Do you have a pair of Crocs, do you? Oh my God, I love Crocs. I love my Crocs. I got Croc lights for Christmas in my stocking. No, you didn't. Yeah, not. little headlights for my Crocs. They're amazing. <gasps> Someone just sent me the snowplow ones. They were like, oh, next week. <gasps> I've seen them. You and the snowplows. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, though, I have, I've, um, I had to throw my Croc liners away. So currently it is a bit cold for my actual Crocs, mm. but I'm massively... They replaced every- my slippers because they're just comfy. Well, they started off as house shoes. And then, now they're everywhere. Now that everything shoes. <laughs> I wear them in the office when it's um, a bit warmer than it is yeah. now, but uh, they're just comfy. So yeah. they're, just, they're just like a proper baker's shoe. Mm. I'm like, oh, what's that? An egg cracked on them? No worries. Just dripping, Wipeable. dripping through that hole. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> but honestly, sometimes if I'm like, I get, I gather them all, and I'm like, come on, we all need a wash, guys. I stick them in the bottom of the shower while yeah. I'm in the shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah. They just run, and then I'm like, someone goes, new Crocs. I'm like, no, I showered with them. Thank you for noticing. There's people listening going, you are disgusting, you people. But I don't care because Crocs are comfortable. I'm Crocs. sick of pretending that they're not cool. They're not. People yeah. wear them in the gym. They're gym shoes now as well. I don't recommend wearing Crocs in the gym yeah. because if you, yeah, if you drop something on your foot, that's going to provide zero, zero oh, levels no. of protection. But they're just like, they're just great. It's just like, a, I get why all people wear slip-on shoes. Yeah. But hands-free shoeage. If you've got, arm, honestly, if I'm like, 
got my arms full of stuff and I'm trying to get out the house and I'm like, Albie, please get out the house. Where's your coat? Right, bang, there. Where's your water bottle? Bang. Where's my laptop? Where's my bag? Oh God, there's a packet of eggs. And then I stand up and go, oh God. I'm like, no worries. Slip, slip. That sounds like the perfect Croc advert. Crocs needs to pick that up and Crocs it's just, it's just you. My yeah, it's just, it's just you in this chaos of getting, getting your son ready and carrying all the stuff and going, I haven't got my shoes on, but wait, yeah. I have Crocs. And, <laughs> and they're never in sport mode. They're always sport in like, mode. relaxed yeah. mode because yeah. you know, I'm not a sportsman. So only people who own Crocs know about sport mode Crocs. Sport mode Crocs. Sport mode Crocs. I can run pretty fast in my Crocs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can run so fast in my Crocs. If you've ever been at a park and seen your child fall off a slide and you're wearing Crocs, you're like, (laughs) bang, barking them. That's the worst though. Don't wear Crocs in the park because the bark, have you ever, have you ever experienced this? I haven't, no. So sometimes if you're out and about, you get sort of, your Crocs, they don't, they're not, they're not there for you. And I've got like quite high arch in my foot. And so many times, like, a stone or a bit of bark or oh, something right, goes yeah. in. So you're just, like, walking down the road, wearing your Crocs, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, what was that? And I'm like, oh, my God, a piece of bark has pierced the inside of my arch, hmm, yeah, honestly. Yeah, I get it's that. It's a struggle. I've had stones in there as well. I might I try and get, like, defenders for them. You know, <laughs> like, wrap them up on the yeah, outside, yeah. Yeah, just, like, a little, like a... Yeah, like a barricade. There probably is. Maybe you could start your own Etsy. Maybe you could... You know what we need? We need blue... Blondie Bakery branded Crocs. I know. Well, Greg's Greg's did yeah exactly yeah that'd be good. Greg's did a collaboration with Greg's. Why couldn't they do one with you? You know what I mean? Well, I know. I mean, I will if Primark are watching. I'm well open. Yeah. Well open to a collaboration (laughs) with Primark. Fantastic. You know, amazing. Well, we'll get we'll definitely pitch that. (laughs) But uh, at at one point, you were making fifty fifty trays a day. Mm. Is that right? So what what kind of mental strain does mental and physical strain does that Mm. take on you? It's a lot because it, it's not, it's exactly what we were saying about being a server. Mm-hmm. You don't think about one thing. You're thinking about 13 things. Yeah. So I might be stood and I've got two mixers going. I'd bought a second mixer, but I could still only make three trays at a time. Mm-hmm. So in your head, you've got timers for chocolate. You've got, I'm stood. Honestly, I'm, I'm in my head now. I'm standing in this old kitchen. Mm-hmm. I'm stood, chopping chocolate. I've got, three ready to get flavoured but the oven's going off because they need a turn but then your mixers are still on mm-hmm. for your next ones and it's that constant like I might be stood staring into space and I'm going four minutes on that oven do on that do that then that what's that right oh hang on run out of Nutella need to go restock on Nutella yeah and it's like a constant just like what's happening next you are just plate spinning but then on top of that you go I need to go to the wholesaler how many sacks of sugar have I got how many kinders have I got when are the cake boards coming back in stock? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all that that's sort of lot. stuff. But yeah. then whilst that's going on, your phone's just going bing, bing, bing. And your son bing. wants attention and, and needs stuff. And then my stuff. son's there. And then also, everyone collected from my house. So Plus in between that, going. the doorbell's going. <laughs> Jesus. It's stressful. Yeah. It was very, very stressful. Mm-hmm. It was. But then when he started going to nursery... I could almost just condense my day. So I used to get up. Well, I used to get up, go to the gym, come home. He'd still be asleep or just waking up, get ready. And then take him to nursery, come home, start baking. And as long as everything was out the oven 
and like clean down, that was fine. Mm-hmm. So then I'd pick him up from nursery, take him somewhere, soft play park, go meet friends, food shopping. Because on top of that, I'd also still like to feed him. Yeah, and you've so also got to have a little bit of a life, yeah. So annoying. So I'd go do that. <laughs> I dare you need feeding, yeah. son. Oh, sick, man. <laughs> Stick your own pizza in the oven. <laughs> no, it, it, to be fair, we had to buy like a, a ninja foodie because we couldn't uh, use the oven because yeah, well, yeah. always on. So... I'd do that and then I'd come home, make his tea. And then once he was sort of settled and having his like wind down time, then I'd start decorating. So in between him, anytime he was quiet, I'd be like, get the peanut butter yeah. on them. And Jesus. then he'd be like, look at this. And I'm like, oh yeah, come on. Yeah. And it was just like that. And then he'd go to bed and then I'd come downstairs. I'd start portioning, doing the admin, mm-hmm. making boxes. Because yeah, you've also got to keep track of, every, I mean, if you're doing it legally, you got to keep track of everything that comes through and mm-hmm. or who needs what, That's what it, day yeah. they pick up. Yeah. yeah, it's just horrendous, yeah. Chasing so, payments. Like, yeah. Honestly, I was like bloody Adele, like chasing payments. <laughs> I used to sing it and, and I was like, oh, she's not there. I'd be like, I'm just chasing payments. Did you, do you have, did you, did you have like uh, music on while you did all this cooking and stuff or did you just do it in deathly silent focus no. mode? So I need a constant sound in my ear to focus. Mm-hmm. So it was podcasts. Mm. Anyone in particular? Um, oh God, I went through. It got to the point where I was just like, I, I can't. Shag married annoyed. Like, <laughs> unbelievable. Like, so good. Um, what else? I like murdery ones. Mm-hmm. Anything murdery. Brilliant. What did I used to listen to? Sex did my boss. Dad wrote a porno. But I needed There's that. a theme going through these, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's comedy. I was like, someone make me laugh because I'm yeah. going to cry. If I don't laugh, I'll cry. Yeah, yeah if yeah, I don't yeah. laugh, I'll cry. But yeah, it was always things like that or like some sort of in-depth yeah. psychoanalytical one or being like the mind of a murderer. If I, While if you're my, baking if in the my kitchen. AirPods, yeah. If my AirPods um, used to run out, I used to have to put it on like a speaker. Mm-hmm. So then be like in the kitchen. So everyone's like outwardly, this is pitchy. Like, oh, look at her, homely. Like, homely mother. Like, oh, look at her baking. Doesn't that look? And then look through the window and inside they're like, her dismembered body was left thrown <laughs> into the reeds for the dogs to find. And I'm like, duh, 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 duh. like happy, happy, happy. The two, the like, two don't go together. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I have you. to, like, I need that constant that I can control yeah. in that ear to actually focus. I, I feel like there's a few people like that. I'm I'm a little bit similar. I prefer to work with music. Mm. Um, Sometimes I get a bit annoyed and have to turn it down. But as long as it's just there in the background sometimes i'm like you know what this is how it's not too loud not too quiet but just enough where i'm like it's keeping us like it's almost like the world kind of folds it, in a little bit yeah. it's, it's a weird feeling there's probably people that are going oh yeah i know what you're talking about and other people are going i'm gonna fucking clue yeah you're insane mate you're insane but i'm yeah. like that with the telly like I, I can't really sleep without a tv on or an ipad so i've normally just got an ipad on in my bed but then the minute the ch- the audio changes so like say for example like an advert comes on or anything changes from yeah. that like level i'm like oh my god yeah it jumped well i used to do i used to do a lot of guided meditation from youtube mm. and you know you sat there and you're in your chill space and there's like this calm music playing there's water flowing and you just sat like you know breathing in breathing out and then it, and then it's like frank's the floor install yeah. comes and you're like Fuck oh, it I love it's me. <laughs> yeah you know what I mean? and you're like jesus christ it's the least meditating thing you've ever seen. yeah <laughs> i'm like yeah it's the office the office for me like, I normally wake up every time, like, the theme tune comes yeah. back on because it's like, kicks in. <laughs> then I'm like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Yeah. It just sticks. It, it, that, yeah. 
100%. So at one point you were sending people out to get ingredients for you and you actually mentioned that you went through, I, I don't know how precise you were with these, but you said uh, uh, 1,236 eggs in just four weeks. No, that is exactly how many eggs I used. Is that, is that, was that through COVID? Was so it that after? that was one or? month in lockdown. Just so a month was, into lockdown? No, no, no. Oh, it was like, oh, it sorry. Was, we were in lockdown yeah. still and yeah. Was it 1,300? 1,236 eggs. 1,236 eggs. That's did you, I can just imagine you having all these at once, just stacks of eggs and that. Yeah, I did. There was literally a photo. <laughs> Jesus. And so every egg tray mm-hmm. was 30. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd like restocked on eggs. And then at the end of the month, I was like, hmm. That and then I like worked it out and I was like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, mm, and then looked at how many was left on top. And I was Jesus. like, jeez, that's how many eggs I've used. And to be fair, the stack of them was like this. Mm. So I was like, take a picture of that. I was quite proud of that. You have to show me that picture. I'll try and put yeah. it on the screen as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fant- fantastic. I mean, I go through 16 eggs a week. That's just eating really? them. So I don't, I couldn't imagine how many would that be? I, I'm shit at maths. I can't divide I'm that really, before. Really Some, somebody in the comments will divide that uh, 1,236 eggs by uh, four and see how many eggs that was a week. I should have probably worked yeah. that out beforehand, but but there you go. So um, moving on to uh, feature food stars, mm. right? So obviously at this point, uh, it's 2022. Is that early 2022? Is that right? It would have been 21. Like late 21? Yeah. Yeah, it'd have been coming to the end of 21. Yeah, yeah. So obviously at that point, you're working from your kitchen. Mm-hmm. You've got no staff, no premises. It's just you. So what makes you want to apply for this show like who told you about it where did you find it and what what sort of went through your mind during the initial application stage so i got well actually funnily enough i'd got a message on instagram off someone asking if i wanted to go on blankety blank and i was just like what and they were like oh do you fancy going on new series of blankety blank and i was like oh no i'm fine thank you unless it's catchphrase in which case i will definitely do catchphrase because i'm 100 percent winning that super catchphrase i thought you were gonna say stephen mulhern no, I'm not doing so. I'm definitely winning. Stephen Mulhern's heart. Um, no, I'm, I'm so good at catchphrase. Nice. Right. But anyway, I was like, ah, no, unless it's catchphrase. Anyway, a week or so later, I got a message off the same way. Because I think there is like casters out there on like yeah. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Sort of like, you know, it wasn't Love Island. Looking but, for talent. Yeah, yeah, like just looking for talent and class. Um, sophistication. Sophistication and, you know, great blondies. Um <laughs> So I'd got a message being like, oh, I'm not casting this, but would this be something you're interested in? Mm. And sent me this like thing. And I remember being sat in the kitchen. I'd, I'd not long finished baking. I think I was just like, I'd made a coffee. And I was like, and it was one of those moments. I always call it like my slumdog millionaire moment. Mm, yeah. So it was like, do you have a food business? I was like, mm-hmm. Yep. And it was like, are you, have you got a passion for developing that food business? I was like, Tick. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, do you want £150,000? I was like, yes. Should have started with that question. Yeah, yeah. should have started with that. <laughs> and it was like, do you want £150,000? I was like, yeah. And it was like, do you want to work with Gordon Ramsay? I was like, fuck yeah. Where do I, like, where do I was start? There a, was and there a tick like, box option for fuck yeah as well? Yeah, was yeah. It? No, I added that. <laughs> Screenshot it. Drew <laughs> it on. <laughs> fuck yes. So, um... So there was like a link to the application form, but mm-hmm. like every, I had this moment and I, and I didn't tell anybody 
that I'd applied. Mm-hmm. So I'd had this moment where I was reading it and I went through the application form, like scanned it, and I thought, I'm going to fill this application form out and I'm getting on that show. Mm. And I don't know what it was. It was like this moment where I just went, there, every single thing in my life up to this point, like every skill set that I've had from all these experiences that I thought were like to be embarrassed about. Because I think when you do get to like your late 20s and you're still working in a restaurant, people start going to you, so what's next? I used to fucking hate that. People used to go to me, so so do you have a real job? Yeah. Why are you doing this? (laughs) Because I love it and I'm good at it. I remember having an argument with someone about it before. Not an argument, but saying to a customer like, I like my job. Have you enjoyed tonight? Would you have enjoyed it if it was like someone that didn't care about the job? I was like, yeah. I like it. This works for me. But like everything, so like all the experience like in the restaurant and like the way I'd sort of set up the business, I felt like everything lent all of those skills towards what they were looking for in the show. Yeah. So I'd filled out the application form and I got an email that night saying, are you free for a chat in the morning? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes. So I had the chat with them. Again, still hadn't told anybody. They explained like the premise of the show. They sort of explained as well that it would mean with like COVID restrictions and stuff that before you even enter your application and you want to move forward, you will be away for potentially two months mm-hmm. and you won't have any contact. You'd be in a COVID bubble, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So like before we go any further, would that be okay? We're aware you've got a child. And I was like, yeah. And then... Did that bug you at all that you'd be away in that moment? Did it bug you that you'd be away from Albie? It was... It didn't feel real. Like, I'm not going to lie. It didn't feel real till I went. Mm-hmm. Or the day before I went. But then it's this thing where if you'd have said to me, you're going to go away for two months and you're not going to speak to Albie, then I'd have been like, I don't, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. But it could have been a week. It could have been two weeks. It could have been five weeks. And it was the constant. It was like working things week to week. So if I'd have gone home week three, I would have got to see him. Yeah. So that was like the the bonus. That was like the good thing about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I think no, I if you'd have told me before, it is going to be eight weeks, I potentially would have been more like apprehensive yeah, about doing questioned it. it a bit but more. it was always this question mark. It was like, well... You could go week one. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I could go week one. Mm-hmm. So it might just be five days, six did, days. Did you have an idea in your head of how far you would make it, did you think? Yeah. was it, Or did you just think, I'm just going to see this, this whole thing through? I genuinely, I, I walked into that show and I think I was the only person, I was the only person from the Northeast. Mm-hmm. I was one of two people that weren't from London or the South. I was the only person without a premises. I was the only person without staff. Yeah. And I was just in absolute like awe of these people. Mm-hmm. And they, they were like talking about business stuff. Like in our downtime yeah, and stuff, yeah, they'd yeah. be going like, also, oh, you know, this like VAT thing. And do you know there's this like VAT? And I was going, I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Or, but that made me just go, you need to up your game. Mm. 
because really well, they say if, you, if, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So well, yeah, and it but it was like that. It was like I need to really try, but it's the same thing. It's just like yeah. that whole thing again. It's like if I'm going to do something, I just wanted to leave the show knowing that there was physically nothing more that I could have done. I didn't want to leave with regrets. Yeah. I wanted to just be like, do you know what? If I can honestly say hand on heart that I gave 110% to that and I go second week, Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like I can live with that. But if I go and I think I could have done this different, I should have done that, all of this sort of stuff, then I would have been disappointed. Yeah. But I was just like, I need to just give it 110. Just be nice. Just be, I was just like, just be yourself. Mm-hmm. Be yourself. Don't try and be, don't try and pretend that you know this and you know that and try and pretend that you're like, yeah, like you're the person. Yeah. Like you're it's the like, shit. Like, yeah, it's sort yeah. of like actions speak louder than words. It's like someone can go, like, oh, I'm the best at this. I'm like, oh my God, I'm the best. And I'm like, okay, so do it. Like, do it. Yeah, Let yeah, people yeah. tell you. Yeah. Let people go, Jesus. Like you actually already, are good, yeah. yeah. Like that, you are really good at that, aren't you? Mm-hmm. It's sort of that side of things. You can humbly brag. I mean, it's like, that's what I love about these other, uh, Ramsey's other shows, like um, Kitchen Nightmares and stuff, mm-hmm. right? And they're going to, like, what's Gordon going to think of your food? And they're like, oh, he's going to love my food. It's going to be amazing. And it's like, well, no, have you ever watched the show before? Like, you know, he's going to critique the shit out of this yeah. and you're going to, it's going to be dog shit. Yeah. That was it. I just was like, you just, I, I was like, I just need to be honest. Yeah. Like, if I don't know something, I'm going to ask. Yeah. Because I think there's nothing worse. Because I think when people do go like, yeah, like I'm amazing. I'm amazing. You know, like, sometimes I like, watch The Apprentice. He's like, oh, I, I would have. like Lord Sugar's going to want to invest in me. And then you just go, <laughs> oh, he's going week one. He's going that's, week that's one. the next show for you though isn't it the, the, apprentice, the apprentice that would be good oh, yeah no, i think i'm done I think i'm done with <laughs> i'm done with reality tv for a while <laughs> i just i'm like happy in my little bubble but no it's it's that thing it's like sometimes the higher you get the more people want you to fall but if you mm. if you're literally going out there and being like i'm gonna smash this i'm doing this like i'm the best i'm the best someone just goes Oh, I'd love them to trip over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's like, because no one, no one likes the the bragginess. I think everyone on, you know, the social media influencer world is very much that. Like, look at my expensive car. Look, I'm in Dubai. Look at this. And then, like, the reality is we all want that authentic person. Mm. Um, I actually have a question coming about your authenticity, actually, in the show that I watch. So, um, but it is true that it, we do want that authenticity. And I think when, when I watch the clips of you on the show yeah. um maybe it's just a bias because obviously i knew you and i'm like you know i could hear the the, the accent coming through from the north yeah. and i was like that's my girl go, yeah. on, go yeah. for it you know what BBC. Yeah. BBC, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm like represent yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what was it like when when gordon pulls up on that motorbike at the start like was that the first time you you'd seen him like yeah. or anything was that the first time he first time yeah what was that experience like from when you saw him like rocking up looking like, like honestly thought he was a robot i like not because he's robotic but you sort of go like that it's like it's it's not him you're like hang on a minute like there's one gordon ramsay in this world right Mm -hmm. and i'm i'm sat with him i'm stood with him yeah it was just it was like madam two swords yeah it was (laughs) it was like you know like on you see those like scare videos where like 
like David Beckham's like everyone's taking photos with the waxwork and then he just slips in behind like yeah, hey. yeah. <laughs> it, but it was a bit like that mm-hmm. it was just like you knew in your head it's like someone going you brought up with Gordon Ramsay mm-hmm. Gordon Ramsay yeah. Gordon Ramsay it's Actual one treasure. of those names that's like you know I mean I looked back on was it something came up and it was like 17 years ago memory on Facebook mm. I'd made like nachos at college and I'd just put just call me Gordon like that <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. thing it's that sort of like <clears throat> juxtaposition between being like that and everyone knows him mm-hmm. everyone knows his face and then you know you're about to meet him but then he walks in you go god is it like it, yeah. it looks so different in person. He, is, he, he's, he looks taller on the TV than he's, he is. <laughs> he's a handsome guy. Like mm, he's, yeah. he's genuinely, he's got such an aura about him. Yeah. Like he's, yeah, I th- honestly, I, I'm, yeah, I mean, in awe of him. Yeah. So what is Gordon Ramsay like to be around? What's he, what's he like in person? What's he like to sort of he's like a, tutelage under, I guess you could say? He's like a force. He's like a bit of like a force field. Like you can't help but just be... You're drawn in, but you're listening, but then you're taking from it. Mm-hmm. I do, like it's it's such a hard experience to actually describe. Like yeah. I like lovely, like really like really nice guy, mm-hmm. really thoroughly best experience in my life working with him. And I felt like when you asked a question, he he listened. You mm. didn't berate you for asking. No, yeah. it didn't like didn't berate for asking. He's just genuinely almost like superhuman. Mm-hmm. Like when he walks into a room, you feel it. You mm-hmm. might not see him walk in, but you feel his presence. It's like everyone mm. just goes... Because he's he's there. Yeah. But honestly, I just... That's power right there, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. And it's amazing, but it was amazing to, to like watch and learn. Yeah. And like I saw the way he talked to like the crew... And and it and I sort of take that now into I don't know. He always said hello. Yeah. I always like shook people's hands, and I always think that's it's like. It it just it adds to yeah. him, yeah. Well, the the scene at the beginning where you're all standing outside mm. and he sort of goes through everyone's name. Mm. He obviously must have took the time to learn that, or did he? Did you say your name and then he repeated it and they edited that way, or no, no. he knew everyone's name? He knew everyone's name. Nice. Uh, but I think when you other... said your name, were you like, oh, oh, no, stop wait. It. <laughs> so, so this was, so they were all stood there and it was all this like, so he, he pulled up and the, the order in which he spoke to people mm-hmm. was edited differently. Right. So in actual real life, Gordon Ramsay rocks up on a motorbike where all these people stood there. I've already mm-hmm. established that I'm the only person that bakes out of a house. And he's like, so... Amy and I just thought why me why am I first <laughs> I hadn't heard anything that anyone else had said mm-hmm. but you just sort of it's that fight or flight thing where you go yeah. I can either stand here and just stare at him and drool or I can talk and I just sort of went oh yes <laughs> yep yeah can you imagine that on the TV I was like, imagine <laughs> like Homer Simpson drool yeah, literally yeah. just stunned like deer in headlights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Gordon. But yeah, it was yeah. it was that it was that sort of like deer in the headlight moment where yeah. you just think, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to say something. Yeah. And make yeah, it yeah. sound semi alright. Yeah. But did did you get any one to one time with them off camera or was it just when the cameras are on he's there, when they're off he's gone? 
Yeah, no, so it was it was always around, mm-hmm. but we were always busy. We were always, yeah. like, doing challenges. So, like, there's obviously, it's a massive process. Yeah. And there's, like, things going and people are filming boxes or, you know, pe- people are, like, off doing the, like, little one-to-one interviews or Gordon's filming with somebody. So, yeah, so, yeah there's always something it was going always, on. He was always, he was always there. Yeah. I will say we were always there before him. Hmm. So we had a few like two thirty a.m. wake ups to get somewhere, but but no, like genuinely, I don't think that he understands what he's given me, and I don't mm. think he's aware of what he's given me. Like that, I will then have and will continue to take, yeah, like throughout the rest of my life and business career. Excellent. It's like invaluable. Yeah. I mean, the, you need to get around those people. Like if you can learn from anyone, well, like I've met several of the YouTubers that I used to watch, not like hung out with them, but I've mm. done their courses or I've went to see them speak and then got to speak to them afterwards. And that level of teaching energy and attention that you can give them is amazing. And what they, what you can learn from just being around them mm. and the way they act, the way they go on, like you probably t- you probably do some things. I mean, I'm hoping you don't go around your bakery calling people idiot sandwiches and no, absolute donkeys. Them. Just put just straight, straight up, yeah. Straight punch in the face. Fair enough. Just like me that. Just like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that slightly overcooked? Bang. <laughs> Jab. That's what you wish you could do to to the general <laughs> no, public, isn't it? I yeah, love yeah. Them. No, yeah. Them. No. I'm, well, I'm quite. I am. I'm quite chilled. Like sometimes they'll go like, "Oh, right, so we had a bit of an incident. So I'd put eggs in, but then so and so put eggs in, and I'm like, they're like so." Uh, we've, we've had a bit of a and I'm like it's fine you I, donkey yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> you idiot no I'm like it's fine because it's nothing for, like because I've worked in the business from mm-hmm. the ground up every like little mistake yeah that gets made I've made ten times over yeah so you understand you're, you've, understand you, you've been it. in their shoes several I'm other like, times yeah yeah it's fine yeah there was one time someone did put far, far, far too. I think there was 16 eggs in. Jesus. And there should have been four. And for, I don't know. How do you miscount that? Don't ask. Especially because we count the yolks. But anyway, it we were like bouncing it off the kitchen floor. Because <laughs> there was that much elasticity. Honestly, it just went like so spongy. And I was like... See how high we can get this to bounce. Yeah, the Blondie Bakery uh, basketball yeah. tryout. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. B- BBA. Yeah, yeah, literally. God, there's so many entrepreneurial ideas come out of this I show. I know, yeah. Trademark. Yep. Trademark, Trademark straight away, copyright, yep. One of the things that I, 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 during the first episode as well, we really, I really saw the sort of, when you mentioned the authentic side, right? So there was a bit that I really enjoyed that I had to pause because I laughed too much, um, was Sophie and Craig. Right, yeah. you were discussing uh, the whiskey and stuff that you were putting on this nice spread outside, yeah. and he wanted whiskey, and he ran a bar and all this. Mm-hmm. And Sophie was like, oh, "I've never run a bar, but I think this would be nice with elderflower or something like that." And you and Craig were just like, "The fuck!" Like, let him deal with it. He knows what yeah. he's talking about. And the bit that got me was she puts like I think it it was some sort of flower or something. It might have been elderflower. She puts it in on the top of the whiskey. She's like, oh, that looks nice. And he went, looks like it's just fallen off a tree. <laughs> and I was just like, that is the best way to handle that kind of, just, it looks like it's fallen off a tree. I'm not going to lie. It looks it, shit. It, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was stressful. Cause that's the thing. It's like you, you meet, so you meet people that day. Yeah. First time you've met, you're trying to like not work everyone out, but you're just sort of like learning 
what they do. Yeah. And obviously at this point we'd been split into two teams. So I'd had no interaction with the other team at all till about weeks. Yeah, like like a week or so later. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's you sort of like all trying to be polite, but then also being a bit like, I, yeah, I sort of, I sort of, I know what you're saying and it sounds like a great start. Mm-hmm. Maybe it does need something on the top. It, that that's didn't a twig. Something. Yeah, but that it was it looked stupid. I was like, maybe he's put something on the rim or a bit of orange on top of the whiskey or something like that, but not a full yeah. on. She just like dipped the plant in, like the bits are coming off, and I'm like, no one wants that with their whiskey. Just trust the guy that, that knows. So but bad. was there was there any more of a, it? It was. So it was yeah. <laughs> if no, you, it tasted so bad as well. Oh god, I, I dread the thing. I mean, I'm I'm not a whiskey fan at the best of times. I don't mm. mind it. If I've had a few beers first, I'll have some whiskey. But yeah. the Nah, I couldn't. I couldn't do what she did. Mm. Nah, it was horrendous. But um, was there any more of a divide and a bitchiness behind the scenes, or did you kind of was a competition on screen, and then behind the scenes was more friendly? Okay, we're off camera now. We can yeah. bust no, each other's no, balls a little bit. It yeah. was like, don't get me wrong. If you put twelve people in a room, and bearing in mind we were in a bubble, mm-hmm. so like the, we could only really interact with each other plus a few welfare. Um, the there's going to be people that you get on with better than other people. Yeah. And that's just human nature. Like you can't thingy that, but there was no, like there was no great bit bitchiness. It was, I think it got to the point where, again, you know what I was saying about people finding a common ground with people. Yeah. You're all in this situation and this situation is bizarre. Yeah. Like this is so strange. Like nobody, knows what you're going through because no one's been away the same length as time as you. Mm-hmm. Like no one has been put on a bus to here it's had the same schedule. So straight away you bond over that. Yeah. Like, you're like how away. crazy is this experience? But yeah. then I think when there's when there's 12 people, it is hard to sort of like speak to everybody and sort of get to know everybody. So it was only mm. like um like some of the girls, it was like week 3 or 4 until we sort of when it sort of filtered out slightly. That I was just like, oh, I feel like I've not spent much time. But then all of a sudden you're just together. Yeah. All together. So it was it was nice. Obviously people had people who were more friendly with than Yeah. Well yeah, yeah. There's always some but, that you click with a bit more than others, yeah, isn't there? Yeah, I don't yeah. think I had a crossword with I didn't have a crossword with anybody. Meanwhile they're all bitching about you and yeah, I think maybe <laughs> I'm like, was it bitchy? Oh no, no one bitched bitched about anyone to me yeah because they were talking about you (laughs) if you were the one doing the bitch and you were getting bitched about yeah yeah, yeah. did did you find that did you watch the show back like afterwards so you watched it through was there ever a bit where you thought that's been changed or i don't remember seeing it like that was there a bit anything that stood out did they edit you a bit weirdly or no no just straight up how you were straight up how i was i think there was like like you said there was um like what's the word how do i like time ones where you sort of like you said stood in the castle he asked me the question first but Mm -hmm. obviously i can't remember just the way the way they paced it out yeah yeah yeah. that was the but but generally i was like i wasn't unhappy with like any editing Mm -hmm. i think if anything they probably did me a favor because i probably said a lot more stupider stupider things did you stumble when they were interviewing you and go come on can i do the bit again was there anything like that or did were you just pretty smooth sailing with that stuff no no it was just easy going yeah, like sometimes they go, can you do that again, Amy? But just shorter. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well, tell us what you've just told us for the last seven minutes. Could you try and condense it to like seven seconds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. That was it. <laughs> you, you know, a few times you see the producers going, uh-huh. 
and they're taking the headphone off and I'm like, no, 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 wait. And, and you're like, Amy, 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 just yeah. say, yeah, okay. So. Amy. <laughs> Class. Um, so in terms of the challenges that you had to do, mm. um, I wonder what was your favorite one and what was your least favorite or most challenging one that you, that you took part in? I think my favorite one was probably the final. Like genuinely, that mm-hmm. was that was incredible because there was only three of us. It was like, this is what you've come to do. You've come like you are like a one in three chance. Like if someone gave you a bet, yeah, it was one in three, you'd take that. Mm-hmm. And that coming like having like Kia come back for me to help was amazing. Like seeing everybody again was amazing. But just to be able to stand up on a stage and there was all these industry experts. And to stand up and be like, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. this is me, the little girl from the Northeast. I don't have a, a member of staff. I don't have a kitchen. I don't have an industrial mixer. I've got yeah. nothing. But I'm stood here and Gordon stood there. And Gordon's tasted my blondies. And you're like, like what? Yeah. I'm like, I'm what? <laughs> so yeah, that yeah, was yeah. definitely my favorite Um Worst so for, for people who obviously haven't seen it, what, what, what did you do in the final? What was so the... In the final, we were tasked with creating a Scottish version of our product. Mm-hmm. So I was like, right, what, like, what the hell? So mm-hmm. obviously working in restaurants and stuff, we used to like have like a, sometimes we'd have like a Burns night. Uh, you know in in the january so i was like i know kranikens a thing so again it was mm. I, I was like treat this like you're developing a new flavor amy what do you do mm. oh well, i love cornflake tarts right okay so i made a cornflake tart blondie like people apple crumble right i make an apple crumble blondie and it was the same thing and i was like went to the market research and i was like tell me about scottish desserts mm-hmm. and nice. then i'd said they actually didn't say kranikin but i knew when i'd looked at sort of what I had available, which was like in abundance, it was almost overwhelming. I was yeah. like, Kranikin, because there's processes to like how you bake. And so we tried that. So I created a wee cracking Kranikin blondie and then a like a box for him to go in. Cause like the idea was that Scottish people and Scottish pride is so mm, prominent. Yeah. And Scottish people are sort of, peppered throughout the world and what i wanted to do was send like a wee bit of scotland anywhere mm, instantly recognizable to and it's anyone, a scottish yeah. dish but it's appealing to like a mass market and it tastes delicious regardless of what it is like yeah. it's raspberries it's oats it's honey it's blondie it's marshmallow like yeah you can't really go wrong um so but it was that thing it was like you could send that to birmingham from like the highlands you could send it you could send a wee bit of Scotland anywhere. Yeah. And that was my idea. Nice. So, and it, it works. Yeah. It's on the, it sometimes goes on the counter in uh, in the bakery or at markets. I'm like, and that's a cracking cranikin. And you always remember where it came from. Yeah? Always <laughs> remember where it came from. Well, what about the, what about your least favourite or the worst, the, the worst one? Was there one that really sticks out for you? Is yeah. Maybe it's your least favourite. <laughs> yeah. Go on. <laughs> so, Lucky Cat. We basically walked into lucky cat and the guy was like oh you table for six and we were like uh yeah okay so we sat down mm. started eating this food and gordon comes out and he's like you are running the lunch service guys <laughs> and then because i'd won the previous challenge i got an advantage which was to pick the rolls right so 
we had a chef. We had one chef out of six people. Mm-hmm. And, but she'd never worked in like a service thing because she's a private chef. Right. So she was like, I've never run a service. So I'd sort of was like, okay. And a few other people were like, we're not cooking. We'll do service. And then other people were like, well, I'll try cooking. So we had to split it three and three. Mm-hmm. And like Gordon kept saying, like, get out your comfort zone, get out your comfort zone. And I was thinking, so I've got two ways. I can basically decide what I want to do. Yeah. So I was like, my comfort zone after 10, 12, 15 years in the restaurant industry would be running that floor. Yeah. Like I've done time and time again, but that would leave a weak kitchen. Mm. So I know the effect of a weak kitchen on a service. Yes. So I was like, if we place <laughs> oh, yes. the three, yeah, <laughs> if we place the three service people there, then we've got myself who, I, and I'm, I'm good in the kitchen. Like I am, and obviously the whole service style of things. I've worked in restaurants, I've been around it. I'm aware of how that runs. And then someone that was like, I don't want to serve, so I'll cook. So mm-hmm. I split it that way and ended up running the pass. Mm. I've never <laughs> felt stress like Gordon Ramsay standing over you. Yes. While you're plating up his food. And there's also people like coming up to you being like, how long on four? after these uh, yeah it honestly it was like an absolute assault on the senses and i remember bring you back (laughs) (laughs) but i just remember after we finished and they were like right like that's it guys like time Mm -hmm. type thing service is finished sent the last dish and i just remember turning around and looking at floor and she stood she tried to block the camera because i think she saw my face and she got hold of me and like moved me. So I was in line with her and I'm always so thankful for it. And she just looked at me and she was like, do not break now. Do not break now. <laughs> she was like, don't break now, mm. not now, not now. And I just remember looking at her and my eyes were just going and like my jaw was shaking. I was, and my hands were shaking yeah. and it was like, a f- and, I just, and she was like, not now, not now. And then she was like trying to, block the cameras because obviously mm-hmm. they're they're there to film it aren't they yeah they're there to get those yeah moments, there's like one yeah. shot of it and you just it's like a split second then you just see Flo's shoulder yeah and <laughs> i'm like forever grateful because yeah. i don't think i spoke a word for about an hour and a half after that mm, jesus i couldn't talk i could not talk but your adrenaline was just through the roof I the was, whole time i honestly felt like I didn't know what was happening, but I couldn't verbalize what was happening to tell anyone. People were like, you are right. And I was like, yeah. And inside I was like, I don't know if I'm going to die right now. Wow. It it was, it was the most bizarre. I've never felt like it. And I never want to feel like it again. That intense, just, it was like service finished. And all of a sudden my body just went, 
you got the you got the shakes and stuff from stuff like that, don't you? The, the, the living off adrenaline is one of the things that a, a server needs. <laughs> you yeah, need to live coffee. off adrenaline. Coffee, espresso. I went from coffee, cigarettes. Yeah. Well, I never I never went to the cigarette end, but I I survived on. Um, I started off drinking just instant coffee, you know, a bit of milk, a bit of sugar, and then I went to espresso shots. Yeah. With sugar in it, just to to do something like meant. I tell you what was the worst time, and I'm I'm really glad that you missed out on this period of being a server. And that was the eat, eat out, out to help, help out. Christ alive. For anyone that went out to eat out to help out, fuck you. You made our lives miserable. We hated you. We didn't want you in the restaurant. We didn't care that the industry was suffering. We just wanted to be at home yeah. and enjoy our, in our little bubble. In our little bubble, watching TV and chilling. Eat out to help out was the worst time. It, it, do you know what? It was probably a good idea. I don't know the stats and it was probably a good idea for restaurants and the economy and whatnot. Yeah. But for the life of a server, I mean, I was grateful. I only worked. It was the, was it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, wasn't mm. it? Yeah, so I only did Mondays and Wednesdays. And some of my friends were doing Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, back to back. So so I didn't even get the full brunt of it. And I felt horrendous so after these shifts. So. Obviously, with the, so like my partner at the time had restaurants. So all the mm-hmm. way while this was like lockdown, my partner at the time owned, like it was a restaurateur. He had multiples. So that was yeah. like multiple stress. But I always remember we were talking about, we literally had this conversation yesterday about Eat Out to Help Out and how we had an argument with a lady who came in and had squid to start, Mm -hmm. a fillet steak, a bottle of Prosecco, and then a second bottle of Prosecco and said that her bill was wrong. It should have been £10. Get out. <laughs> they, they were like, no, 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 it's £10 off per person. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, it's eat out to help out for £10. No. And the manager was like, it's not. You, your £38 fillet is now £28. So it's a £10 saving. And she was just like, no, get the manager. I am the manager. Oh, fuck hell. This Those is people. full, like... Yeah. I've been. I, I feel. I feel it. I mean, the the last one of the last shifts of eat out help out. I was just done, and it was like we the restaurant I worked in shut. I think we the kitchen. We 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 shut the doors at half ten. Was the cut off time, and the kitchen shuts at ten. Right, that's when we, the last orders can come through, and they came in at like nine o'clock, and it was like the end of the day. We'd been rammed all day from like open or closed. There was a queue out the door and just nonstop, and um. They, you know, it got it got to like sort of twenty past ten or something like that, and they just finished their food or whatever. And uh, I like we were to, we were told the the thing that we were told is to kind of push not push them along, but sort of give them what yeah, they need without asking prompts, for it, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, I'm like, "There's your bill, guys. You know, I'll take these plates, da da da, whatever kind of thing." And uh, they sat really quietly, didn't say a thing, right? And then they were like, "Oh, we're, we're hoping to have desserts." And I was like, oh, well, kitchen shuts at 10. Like, that'll kind of make the rules stuff. And I, at this point, I was like, just get the fuck out. I've had oh, a, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, but I was trying to be nice. I had my public face on, you know. And um, anyway, the proper kicked up a fuss. They were complaining that things took ages. Didn't take ages. They were just proper whining on. It was were only like, they were only young as well. They weren't, they weren't like, they were only probably like mid-20s, something like that. And they were just moaning on at me. And um, he was like, well, frankly, the service, has be, the service has been awful. And I went, you know what, mate? It probably has been pretty shit because we've been... I've been yeah. <laughs> and I swore, I did I did swear. I was like, you know what, mate? I spoke to him as person to person. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, you know what, mate? It probably has been pretty shit because I'm absolutely nagged. This eat out of help out thing. And I just like, I just tried to explain my reasoning of why I felt so tired and 
why he probably didn't get the service that I liked to give. Yeah. And I've got this, I think it's still on TripAdvisor, it's a massive rant from them. Like, it's this huge thing. And I remember getting pulled in the office and I just explained, and I was just basically like, look, there were a bunch of twats. They were annoying us the whole time. They didn't They didn't really speak. They didn't, yeah. you know, and I was like, I was done with the day. I didn't get bollocked or anything for it because he was like, you know what, I, I feel you. Know? I was like, I explained to him, I says, like, kitchen shuts at this time. This is what's happened, da, 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 and yeah. but I've still got the review. I might put it up on the screen actually as well because it's, it's so funny to read. It out. <laughs> yeah, I was just sticking it on the wall of your desk over there. Yeah, it was, but it's like we, we all looked at it the next day, you know, after it came yeah. through, and it's like this. Ma- like, there's like TripAdvisor, like two lines of like awesome service, da, 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 and then there's mine. That's like this massive essay. We've got to press read it. more. It's that big. It's huge, but I love it. yeah, that's what you get for you know to help. Trip on it was, it was it was a horrendous time. <laughs> Do you do you have you had any reviews like that where you've had like people maybe complain about something on your no bad no bad reviews whatsoever? Oh god, am I like opening it up for people to go? Hmm, we'll see about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One out of five. <laughs> Don't jinx. I've jinxed no, it now. Yeah. Um, I've had very few, like very few issues or that's good complaints. Like, don't get me wrong, and I've said this time and time again. I'm like, I've messed up flavors. Like, I have messed up flavors for people. Mm-hmm. I've cocked up orders i've missed the wrong date but generally there's never been an actual complaint about the product and what it tastes like yeah touch wood well so, that, that's yeah. a, I, I genuinely don't think that um i have the patience to write a bad review about somewhere i just don't go back or i don't i don't bother i don't need yeah, to slag off I'm someone's like business I'm yeah like, i just i just won't go yeah because then it was probably a one-off and that didn't yeah. it wasn't intentional yeah unless someone was really rude to me i always say that if people say to me because when you work in restaurants as well, people you find that like people will come to you and go, "You tried that new place," like, what <laughs> and then I, I'm sort of like, "Oh yeah, I went once." That says enough for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I, went, I went. Oh once. yeah, no, I went once. That's all right. That's that, that, That's what follows yeah. that. It was all right. Yeah, yeah it's like, all right. I went once. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few places I've been to once. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I'd rather do that than slack it off because you just look. You look bitter, yeah. don't you? You just look like you do, and like, the petty concerns. Yeah, you know? and I'm just like, no, it's fine. Like I went, I won't go back. Mm-hmm. That's it. That should say everything. Mm. Well, what one jump in your in your mood that changed after the show was you went on a fuck you Gordon campaign. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how did how did that go down? And what actually was your your fuck you Gordon campaign? It's not as aggressive as it sounds. No, it's best, like a, it's like a pleasant like, basically. I, obviously, I knew I hadn't won. Mm-hmm. So that was fine. But then I saw, when we obviously found out it'd be airing March-ish, I was thinking, it's like six or seven months. And I was like thinking back to some of the things that I'd done in eight weeks, which is like create a ketchup that sold thousands. They had to run off more. Mm-hmm. And I created that with my team or like with the team. We created that in a day, mm-hmm. one day. I know nothing about ketchup. I'm not even a massive fan of ketchup. Yeah. So why can I do that for somebody else when actually if I just applied everything that I've learned that I'm capable of doing mm. to my own business, things would happen. Yeah. So in my head, I decided before the show aired, I was going to have a shop have concessions, have staff, and start a postal service. Within that six months? Within six months. Refit a shop as well. 
I did it. <laughs> nice. I literally, it killed me. It's impressive. It, it nearly killed me. Mm-hmm. Did it in stages. I was like, right, shop got done, refit, move in, open the doors. Then it was like, right, tick, bang. How Staff. long How long after leaving the show did you secure the premises? Like, did you go look at the premises? About three weeks. So this was a, like, an, as soon as came you come out. out the show, you're like, all right, time to go. Came out. I was like, yep, yeah, no worries. It was, um, got back, flew to Spain for 10 days um, with Albie and my mum. Uh, came back, was booking viewings as I was aware, like booking mm-hmm. inquiries in for spots. Um, yeah. But so the- we did like, yeah. Three, three weeks so after. it was a it was a fuck you gordon campaign but in a nice way oh, and like push in a lovely, you forward, like, yeah. i work better when someone tells me that i can't do something mm. someone goes you can't lift that i'm like yeah i can <laughs> rolling up them sleeves yeah, let's yeah. go i'm like and don't get me wrong sometimes we did this with matt reed mm-hmm. said i couldn't beat him in an arm wrestle <laughs> we arm wrestled for about half an hour i will give him credit I didn't win. <laughs> but He's going to love that clip. Uh, He's going to love that. And I can't win him in an arm wrestle. Mm-hmm. But the fact that someone tells me that I can't do it, I'm like... Makes you want to try. I can. Yeah. But I can. And it makes me want to try. So, like, obviously... And he never said that. And this was the thing. Like, Gordon never went, like, you're rubbish. He was just like, I get why I didn't win. Like, mm-hmm. I 100% get why I didn't win. Yeah. What I've got was so risky i didn't have the shop i was a woman in a house like i wasn't going to invest in 150k for like an extension do you Mm. know it was like (laughs) yeah it was like i wanted the money to secure these things but what i learned throughout the process was that i'm capable and that there's there's clever ways of doing it but i think that he never once said it's a bad idea Mm-hmm. He never once like critiqued it to the point where I was like, oh my God, my life decisions are terrible. My business is shit. Yeah. Never once. But at that stage in my journey, out of the three finalists, I was 100% the least investable because there's more risk. Yeah. What I've got, you can't mass produce. You can, but I wouldn't be on board with that. Mm-hmm. It's a feeling. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's so much more than a blondie in a box. It's like a blondie in a box that's got a logo on, which I drew on a napkin with flavors that I've created from home and then developed further. It's like liner paper that I was so, so proud of getting the branded liner paper. I cried in a box that I got that I still buy the same boxes. Never change it. Don't mm. need this snazzy packaging. It's not about... They go in the bin. This is compostable. It's brown. It's got the logo on. Mm. It's got the allergens on. Bang. It's so much more... Like, it's people that come, that have been coming to my house since 2018, getting married and asking for a blondie table. Mm. Yeah. It's not something that can be bottled. Like, the bakery's the same. Like, you can't almost like i've got like the concessions of the bakery which are fine but what that bakery people come in and they just go no day is the same mm-hmm. it's it's like the personality of it it's like the tiling's a bit mismatch i did the grouting it's not perfect yeah. i did the grouting i painted the tables 
I've like mismatched tiles. I ran out of tile stuff. What's it called? Cement? No Not idea. cement. No idea. Basically, no this idea. thing you mix with water to put the tiles on. <laughs> yeah. I ran out, but we needed to get open, so there's still no tiles on the end of the... Just pretty stick it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's things like that. Yeah. That, and I wouldn't want to be carbon copied. Mm-hmm. You can't, Like you said earlier, you can't teach or copy mm. passion. It comes... That's it. It's it just you either have it or you... I feel like you either have it or you don't. And for you, the the people, the story comes before the money. Oh, 100%. There's, like, I've kept an element to my business that probably isn't the most business-savvy business decision, mm-hmm. which is, like, the pre-ordering system that you can pre-order a tray and it's a set price. Um, but you, the, the, the sort of, not the catch, there's no catch, but the catch is that I need to know, all I need to know is the date. So if you text me today and say, can I get this for tomorrow? If we can't, we can't. Mm-hmm. If the ovens are off or it's not possible, it's not possible. That yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. buy them off the counter. And it is a little bit more expensive, but you get that choice. If you want to pre-order five boxes for a party, you can do that and it will be like a slightly reduced price. Yeah. But there's a there's like a part of me that like knows so many of the customers is that I know through lockdown like due to no circumstances or even just through situations that are so far out of people's control that people with like three kids can't go to the cinema because mm. it's too expensive. There's yeah. a cost of living crisis and there's people who's, her and her husband, or a family with children that both parents work full time that still can't afford to go to the cinema. Mm. And once a month, they get a box of blondies. They go to Asda and get the make your own pizzas, the massive ones, you know, the big 16-inch yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. And they have like a movie night. So me prioritising money over them not being able to do that yeah. would, it would kill me. Mm-hmm. If I thought for one second that someone, like I know it's a treat item. I know not, people might go, it's like £10 for four. And some people might be like, I can't really justify it. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if someone genuinely was like, my, it's my kid's birthday and I can't afford to get a box of blondies, I'd be gutted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you don't, I'd, want, you I'd, don't want to price them out. I'm not pricing them out and yeah. I never will. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this is where there's like, the business side of me doesn't, doesn't it's a, really... It's a conflict because you at one point you want to grow your business, you want to have it successful and you don't want to be giving stuff away completely no. for free but you also, you want to give people well, that's the it. options. It's like, yeah. I, I'll, I'm, I make on them. Mm-hmm. Probably not what the accountant would be like, you need to make that, do you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's like, I make, cost yeah. costs, it's all right. Like, but it's just the thought of somebody wanting them and genuinely not being able to afford them because for me it's such yeah. a it's such an enjoyable thing and it's such a sort of like simple thing as well it's not like me looking at like a louis vuitton yeah and going like <laughs> i want it it's like mm, is there other bags there's no other blondies yeah it's like, like there's that. other bags there's but is, is that going to be your slogan from now on there's no other blondies there's no other blondies blondie bakery there's it no other be. blondies yeah it might I quite be. like that actually yeah someone started another slogan yesterday but i can't remember. i think it was rude I think I said something rude and they were like, that should be a new slogan. And I was like, that is not going on my van. That, that would be good. Yeah. It was yeah. about being rear-ended. It was, it was like, yeah, they were talking about crashing the van because I keep, 
It's got no back windows. Oh, so right, okay. A bit I've more got to drive mirrors. Then, yeah. yeah. There's no cameras. I've been very close a few times to reversing into walls. At least it's not other people's cars. That's true. I know, yeah. yeah. I'd rather That's a wall it. than someone else's car. Yeah, yeah, I think someone had come out the back to unload the van. And I was like, still reversing. She's like, bro, bro, bro. I was like, there's no windows. There's no windows. I can't see you in the mirrors. You get like, well, I'm sure you buy sensors to put on the back or something. Yeah, That'll the sensors. Here. But on my car, there's a camera. Yeah. You so do I get used to that, to don't look, you? Yeah. I don't need to look at anything. <laughs> Yeah. True. Well, <laughs> so after after the show, you obviously you come out, you start setting up the premises and stuff. You mentioned that um, life is a bit strange afterwards. Now you can talk about this as much or as little as you want, but you mentioned that being on the show, a it didn't actually benefit your business that much. Yeah. Um, you didn't get much followers from the show. There wasn't like much interest in it. But um, you mentioned that it affected you personally a little bit. Yeah. So how much can you expand on sort of well, the mental I did, health side like of it? I said, it's, it wasn't that I didn't get much from the show. I personally got a lot, but... So, yeah, think, I meant your yeah, business, yeah. So, I think, like, the, with, the, with the business and stuff, people... When I opened the shop, the followers went, like, up massively. Mm-hmm. And I think when the show aired, it maybe went up, like, a thousand. Mm-hmm. But I think people sometimes look at the Instagram and go, oh, that's, like, a really high following. But presume it's cost of the show, when actually it was only, like, a thousand less before, yeah. like, the yeah, show yeah, was yeah. aired. Um, but... When we came out, I was, like, I need to almost, like, blanket apologise for anyone, like, I came into contact with. Yeah. Because it was so strange. I, I felt like I was just in slow motion. So I was going 100 miles an hour, but there was, like, a lag. Mm-hmm. It was... I, it was like the way I saw things. So if I was like looking at this microphone now and then turned away, it was like I'd be looking over there, but I can still see like the microphone. Mm. You know, like a sparkler. Yes. When you write really fast and you can write your name. Yeah. That's what it felt like. It see felt the like after I image. was going so fast, but I could like see the after image. There's a couple of times I pulled over from driving to be like, stop. But yeah. I just shook and I don't know whether it was because I'd put so much pressure on myself to do everything and to do everything before the show mm-hmm. that it was just it was bizarre like I couldn't sleep I couldn't eat I was constantly either because this is the other thing so I was um like then on my own with Albie um and it was it was like a hell of a lot of pressure because I was either doing the school run, yeah, trying to bake from home still because otherwise there was no money. Yeah. But then I had to go to the bakery. So ideally I could have done with like 36 hours in a day mm-hmm. to be able to give everything that needed attention, attention. But there wasn't. So it was just a constant juggling act. Like, and to be yeah. fair, like his dad, obviously we weren't, we weren't together, but his dad was very like helpful in the sense was like, do you want me to have an extra day? I was like, that'd be great. Yeah. Things like that. And obviously like my mum, like my mum and dad, and even like my brother were like really, really helpful. Like I remember when my brother came to the bakery, just so this was the day before we were supposed to be opening. Mm-hmm. And my brother came to the bakery and he was supposed to be going out with some friends and he'd pop by 
And I went in and I looked at what needed doing and I just looked at him and he looked at me and he took his jacket off and he was like, what do you, what, what do you need? And I was like, mm. I need grout. And I was like, right. <laughs> and he, yeah. he literally stayed at that bakery with me for about eight hours doing everything. And he was like, oh my God, I've got stuff on my jeans. He was all dressed up to go out. Like, Bless him. Yeah. And he stayed and just was like, what needs doing? And we just tied up all the loose ends. But it was just bizarre. And I did have a lot of like support and emotional support, but it was really hard to explain to people that as much as I like needed the support, I also needed to be on my own. Mm-hmm. Because I think when I was away, you had to learn to deal with that stress. So like sometimes my mum would say to me, what's the matter and I'm like I, I don't know I don't I don't know yeah. like my clothes feel funny I need to cut my toenail I've got this thing I'm like oh I'm like ah I need to, you know just like weird things that like felt wrong yeah. like I'd be like my knickers feel wrong or like my bras twisted it's like everything just felt wrong on me and mm. it, it, it was so it was so weird and I'd say to her I'd be like I just feel sick or I just feel like I need to just sit and my mum would be like, I'll sit with you. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I'm not, I'm not like suicidal, not anything like that. I'm like, I just need a minute. Yeah. And she'd be like, cool. <laughs> sit here. <laughs> Let's have a minute together. And I'm like, no, you're not listening, please. And, and she used to say to me, Amy, what can I do to help you? And I was like, you need to yeah. listen to what I'm asking. Because I know she goes, but I don't want to. And I'm like, but I want you to. So if I just need five minutes, if I just need five minutes, if I just need like a moment to myself, yeah. if I just need, I know it sounds like stupid, but like if I just need to look on TikTok on my own in a quiet room for a few minutes, just to like, I don't know, reset or just gather my thoughts or stay in the car for five minutes. Yeah. That's what I need. Like mm-hmm. I'm not asking because I'm, like sleeping in or like taking the piss or yeah just it was just that thing it was like i just needed to pull myself together but it's hard when you're being pulled in 15 other directions yeah yeah, yeah. to actually pull yourself together Mm -hmm. and like she even does it now sometimes i go you listen but you don't hear (laughs) and and I know it's it's because people want to help and people want to support you, but then there's times when you just go, God, I know you love me and I know you're trying to help, but, but yeah, but back please, off a little bit, yeah. Please, 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 I just need to be on my own. Yeah, mm. I just need a minute. But I'm getting, it, it. It's got so much better. Yeah, like it has got so much better. Like once the shop opened and once everything settled down, but I just think everything was, everything was just in the air. Well, it was clearly, obviously, one of those times where, I mean, to go from, I mean, you'd never been on TV before the show. No. So to be on TV, I have cameras. I think I was on Look North once. (laughs) In the background with a chippy in your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big market. (laughs) Oh, big market on a Friday night. That's the one. That's the one. For anyone up north, you know. Um, But yeah, you'd never been on TV before. The cameras are on you. You're in this weird COVID anyway was weird for a lot of people. Um, Being away from family. And then, you know, being around a celebrity and then coming back, putting yourself through six, seven months of absolute focus, go, go, go. I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't have thought I would have fared any better than you would have, to be honest. Mm. Listening to your story, I'm like, I can't imagine myself doing any better than, I would probably be shaken as well. I'd probably be, 
you know, needing everyone to just leave us alone or whatever. Like, and there's a lot of people listening who couldn't even imagine, you know, doing half the things that you've you've managed to do. Yeah. Like, it's a it's it's, it's, it's a difficult it, road. It's when you talk about it, you realize how much. But there's yeah. Well, the average person's not gonna do half the stuff that you've done. Your drive, like people listen to the story. I mean, they're gonna see in you this insane level of drive. And hopefully go away and think, how can I replicate this? Because that is a crazy level of commitment to mm. a blondie. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a crazy level That's of commitment it. to one it's thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you when you say that loud, it's like oh, I've dedicated my life to a cake. It yeah. sounds a bit nuts, right? This but what you've done is created something with an amazing personality behind it, a story, mm. and it's hopefully going to continue for a long time to come yeah, as well. Long may it. I've got plans. I got. Ideas. I got things. I got things. Yeah. Got my fingers in a few pies. It's just, it's just nice, and it's. I think now is the point where it's that like you don't realize how far you've come till you stop and look back. Mm-hmm. And it is like when you talk about it, because my days are always so sort of rigid, and it's like I'll get up and I do the school run. I literally do the school run every morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like I do the school run in my van. Oh god, I love a van. I, honestly, this van's the best thing. But it's like making me want to shout, get catcall people. Like, <laughs> it's I, honestly, not a white transit van. I, right? I was in my van. And I was driving. Um, I was driving through Norton the other day, where the bakery is, and I saw like one of our friends from the shops, and I just like, I put the window down, and I was like, <laughs> Gary, what? I went, get your dick out! And he went, what? And I went, is this van? Is this is this van? Maybe so. Maybe so. He went. Oh, I feel really. He said, I feel really used. And I said, So you should. He was like, I feel like you're looking at me like a piece of meat. And I was like, Well, yeah. I said, Welcome to welcome to being a woman. I was just going to say, Welcome to how women. Yeah, I was like, Welcome to being a woman. Imagine driving to school and hearing that, walking to school and hearing that. Yeah. He went. Oh, he said. He said, I quite like it though. I said, Well, I'll be driving home later. So shot the other side of the road. The other side of the road. But yeah, it's um yeah, like my days are so like rigid, mm-hmm. and they're sort of like very similar. And like I've got like an amazing group of friends. I've got like an amazing support at home. I've got amazing support, like like my family, yeah, are unbelievable, and the help they give me with Albie, and even like Albie's dad, like he's amazing. Yeah. like he's genuinely, you know, really helpful when it comes to him. And when he's with his dad, it's quite good because I don't feel guilty. Yes. Because I'm like, no, no, he's with his dad. He yeah. goes to his dad so many days and that's fine. I know he's happy. Mm-hmm. He's so happy there as well. So that, and then I sort of, my mum's amazing. Um, but then I also feel like I'm taking the piss. Mm-hmm. Like I really want to start going back to the gym, but m- my days are literally like. Well, no, knowing you now I the way I do, I think you'll definitely get like, back. I know you've had him three nights this week and give him his tea three nights and I haven't done a food shop in three weeks but could you put him in the bath because I want to go spinning <laughs> I know it's been three days but could you make it four because I like even numbers yeah. Can you yeah, <laughs> yeah I do like even numbers <laughs> yeah it's, it's things like that it's like I almost feel guilty for asking for help sometimes mm. so but like the girls at work are really good like if they ever like see anything they'll just go do you want to if they ever see me like this and they're like do you want a coffee? I'm like, yeah, please. Mm. Or they'll just come up and like put one down or they're always like there throughout anything or if I if I look like I haven't eaten. Yeah, yeah. That's all you Yeah, we got um, 
people started bringing me moussaka around Ooh, Christmas because nice. I was so busy. And I'd spent three weeks talking about a moussaka. <laughs> I don't know what it was. In my head, I just wanted a moussaka. Is that the next business? No, yeah. <laughs> moussaka bakery. <laughs> I just had this thing in my head where I was like, I really want a moussaka, really want to mm. make a moussaka, really want a moussaka. And I didn't food shop. I think I food shopped on the, in November. And I didn't food shop again till Christmas Eve. So I was eating soup. Albie was having tea at my mum's and I was literally just eating cupboards like pepperamis. But I was eating, trying to eat at work. And I was basically banging on for about three weeks about this moussaka. And one of the um, one of the other businesses, um, that, so everyone comes in. And one of the other businesses on the high street, um, one, of the, uh, one of the guys literally walked in with a moussaka the size of this table. Nice. It was so what a he- Not all heroes wear capes. Not all heroes wear co- capes. Some, Some bring wear jazzy cardigans <laughs> and have scissors and do fantastic colour jobs. That's the ones. That's the ones. <laughs> well, it, it's when I want to end uh, on something of a, of, a, of a comedy note. Okay. So I spoke to our mutual friend. Mr. Matt Reed. Mr. Matthew Reed. Mr. Matthew Reed, one of my earlier podcast guests. Um, fantastic episode, great guy. And I asked him, I said, I've got Amy coming on. Um, it would be great if you could drop a question in. Okay. Now, you're going to have to help me understand this because I have no idea why he asked this. I'm guessing it's an inside I'm joke. I'm scared so. now. I, I, I don't think it's scary. I mean, yeah. but, well, he asked, he asked two, to be fair. So I'm going to ask you the first one. So his first one is, uh, why don't you like chocolate orange flavor I don't <laughs> I don't like chocolate orange I hate them okay I don't like them I don't like the taste of them I don't like the smell of them I don't trust the way they fall like that in the advert oh you mean like the Terry's chocolate orange not yeah, just, yeah yeah right okay but also that's carried on to like a general hatred of chocolate orange <laughs> I don't like it as a flavor I don't think you should have fruit in food I don't think you should have fruit in chocolate. It's not real fruit in, in, in I don't, the orange, I hate it? it. And everyone says to me, can you make a Terry, Terry's, do a chocolate orange flavor, yeah. do a chocolate orange flavor. And the answer is the same. No. Why? Ooh, I was just going to say, because you know what? I don't I liked, want to. I really because like chocolate orange. So I, I like one. eating the off cuts and I can't eat the off cuts of that. I had my hand forced with a lemon drizzle once. <laughs> right? Okay. And I refused. I said to the girls, I said, do you know what? Yeah, looks fine. How does it taste? They taste it. I said, cool. If you want to put a lemon drizzle on the menu, that's fine. I'm not touching it. I'm not baking it. <laughs> and and I never have. I've never mm. made a lemon drizzle. Is it the, the smell and stuff it's like that? smell. Or? And I like them to look... I like my blondies to look like what's inside mm-hmm. on the top. You can't do that you with could, an orange. You could put a Terry chocolate orange slice on top. Boring. Have you seen this jumpsuit? Do you think I do boring? True, very true. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, I yeah. I don't like to eat it. I eat all the offcuts. And the <laughs> thing is, because I'm stubborn, the more people push me, the more I push back. You've hmm. got to. No, I don't. And I'm guessing Matt was one of the people that's pushing mm-hmm. you to do challenge. Okay. <laughs> yeah. How did that conversation come about? Did, did you just tell him you don't do it? And he was like, "Oh my god, what?" No, he went, "Oh yeah." Do you know what I'm mint? I, I, do you know what I'd be mint? If you'd made a Terry's chocolate orange flavour? And I went, no. And he went, why? It's class. And I went, no. And then this is how we got on. Did he give you the look, the Matt Reed look as well? Like the sort of like, yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's just good. 
Yeah. <laughs> There's like I've seen him give many, many crowds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Matt <laughs> Reed squint. Yeah. He also asked, "Why don't you make brownies? Because they're so much better." <laughs> I'm assuming this is an inside joke. So why is he not on telly? Because he's not a very good comedian. Ooh. This is so going straight. Want to be on telly. He's been on telly. He has been. He's been on telly back, and yeah. I know he did a few shows, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> To cut this <laughs> no, no, that's going in. Matt's no, here, and this, this no, is going straight to my. No, why did I do right? Because you know what, Bra- ev- right? Everybody's had a good brownie, and everyone's had a bad brownie. Right. Everyone can make a brownie. They don't taste like anything but chocolate. All my blondies True. are exactly the same base, exactly the same mix, and taste completely different mm-hmm. one mix and a plethora of flavors no blondie tastes the same mm. it carries flavor so much better yeah i'm, I'm, I'm gonna agree I with think that i might have to make him a chocolate orange after this i mean that's if he watches it matt you're gonna have to matt's gonna have to watch this i'm gonna have to send him this just this clip as well i'll just send no, him no, no, no. <laughs> he's never gonna work with you again in an arm wrestle law that's fine you're going back to the gym soon you'll that's be able to it. beat him too Ooh. you need a deadlift competition I think I could deadlift more than him to be fair. Women tend to have stronger stronger lower portions of the body than men, so yeah. you might be at an advantage he there. He does so. say I have fat thighs. So that's Matt Come on. Have some taste. Jesus. <laughs> so yeah. Do you have any do you have any words to say back to Matt? Just that I love him. I think he's a fantastic comedian. I can't wait to work with him in the future. Yeah, I can't wait to see you on telly, Matt. Yeah. I can't wait to see you on telly. I'll watch your I'll watch your live at the Apollo. <laughs> Class. Well, <laughs> on that note, listen, it's been fantastic to have you on the show. It's it's been a delight, and I think I know we've, this is one of the longest ones I've done in a while as well. Oh, we've just so no, no, it's good. Oh, I oh. like doing the long ones. I like doing the long ones. So, where can people follow you? What accounts uh, so can they find you on? We've got um, Instagram Blondie Bakery. I think it's like at underscore a underscore blonde or at a underscore blondie underscore bakery. Um, if you just look for the little spatula and whisk logo mm-hmm. on like Instagram, Facebook, I've got a website as well, which I'm paying for, but I don't do a lot on. It's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we are in Norton. Um, we've got the main bakery in Norton Village. We have a site in Yarm. We have a site in Fenwick in Newcastle. And then also we have an online postal service. So Lots going on. Yeah. We can send blondies. Anywhere that Royal Mail go. Fantastic. I need to get myself some. I'll come down and... Uh, I know. Do you know uh, what? I was literally driving up here. I thought, I didn't I didn't bring any blondies. Raging. I know. Fuming. Is this the only reason you invited me on? Yeah, it is. It is. That's the only reason I've sat through two hours of your story just to get a blondie. <laughs> and now it's not even happening. Matt would have bought us blondies. Well, what a fantastic <laughs> chocolate orange ones. Yeah. Shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, what a fantastic opportunity for me to extend my postal service to you. <laughs> Chocolate orange, new product coming Chocolate soon, orange, yeah. No. Chocolate orange brownie coming soon. Absolutely not. <laughs> be a cold day in hell when you see me with a chocolate orange brownie on my counter. We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Me and Matt will come down and we'll bring you one. We'll make you one ourselves. You, do you know what? That'd be fantastic. Okay. Matt, we're going to make some brownies. We're going to make chocolate orange brownies. And we're going to witness Amy eat them. A whole trail. To be trailer. fair, I made him eat custard. I love custard. He hates custard, but I made him eat custard. Oh, he's gone down on my estimations now because I love custard. So and it was a delicious custard. <sighs> nice. It was a very good custard. Cornflake tart and custard. Mm. 
What a win. What a win. Well, listen, guys, thank you very much for listening in once again. As always, be sure to leave a five-star review. None of this four-star bullshit. Or just, <laughs> it's five stars or leave. And uh, obviously, follow us on all the social media channels as well and check out all the other episodes on the channel. So until next time, guys, take care and I'll see you soon.